Well, I want to ask you two questions about filmmaking and acting, but just first have to interject with the question of being called the new Ingmar Bergman. Oh How does God. that make you feel? What type of responsibility? It's very interesting, you know, because uh, the Swedish film industry is divided in two parts, basically. And uh, one was the Ingmar Bergman part, and the other one was uh, Bo Widerberg. Uh, and I have always been connected with the Bovideberg part because the producer that I started work with, Kalle Boman, he worked with Bovideberg in the 60s. So I have never been the Ingmar Bergman when it comes to the Swedish film industry at least. So uh, here, it, it, that is kind of nice. <laughs> the first time I ever heard it. So. So you have heard it, but I'm wondering with the, the sense of responsibility that's around that too, because that would put a lot of pressure on someone. No, I don't have any problem with pressure actually. I try to enjoy the pressure. Um, I, I don't take it that seriously, I must say. But, but you know, sometimes it's good to have high goals or what do you say, high expectations. If you say, for example, I, use, I, I love to say, okay, next film we will be in competition in Cannes. Because then you have to perform better and you have to uh, push everybody in the production in order to perform better. If you don't know where you are aiming for, then it would be very hard to increase your performance. So I think it's important to have um, high expectations on yourself and, and uh, not take them too seriously, but at the same time let those high expectations encourage you. And it goes back to uncomfortability as well, which yeah. makes a fascinating dynamic on screen, but maybe not so great in real life. Mm. But okay, that's another, <laughs> that's another subject, another mm -hmm. video, another time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for writing the square, uh, how many pages was the script? I don't remember. Now. Was it 124 or something like that? I think uh, normal. Yeah. Normal. it is normal. Yeah, normal. yeah. yeah. 110 is normal, yeah. I guess. But, but I write in a more literary way uh, first. So, uh, and then I have someone doing an American standard script out of that, uh, the first script that I'm writing. But I like much more to write about in a literary way where you can write where, what the characters are thinking and things like that. Things that is quite hard to show uh, when it comes to a visual product. But so I write in a kind of different way. And both of the scripts that I've been doing actually have been published as novels also, The Force Majeure and The Square. So, Terry, when you're presented with a script, mm -hmm. uh, what is your process for going through it and saying yes to a project? Uh, well, I said yes to a project after we had a FaceTime conversation um, and uh, he laughed and I laughed and we just said, we had, I, I liked him when I met him on, on FaceTime and I thought his ideas were great and I saw Force Majeure and I loved that film and I thought he's going to make me look good so I, I just love his sensibility and um, the way he shoots, he takes time, he allows moments to play out in time, um, nothing feels rushed and um, I feel like the, he, the way he captures scenes is, was the, the setups, the shots, the angles he takes all had a really interesting way of telling the story so it, I, I, that would be an exciting adventure to join and, and, and I'm very happy that I did. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I know you're a professor at university. Yes. Okay. Um, can we talk about if there was a, a, a theoretical square in the classroom? So let's say the classroom is a safe place to talk about ideas and critique work, even with actors. Do you think that um, 
it, it's more of a, um, it's a less critical space, the classroom, rather than if you see a trailer at a film screen, you see the trades, one is more likely to criticize another's work for whatever reasons they have. But the, the classroom setting itself is its own square. Well, I, what I think is important when it comes to the classroom is that you should not look too, how to say, personally on your work. You should separate yourself from your, from, from your work. Because in that, in that way you can be, be able to take criticism when it comes to your work without making it a personal problem. We're actually talking about something that is outside of yourself now. So, and of course that is hard in the beginning when you're new in doing movies and things like that because everybody wants to make it. Everybody wants to be the one that is uh, being able to be professional and work with this uh, business and this industry. And the competition is hard so it's very easy to take it personally. So, but um, uh, it's a it's a dilemma, really, you know, because also when you when it comes to the university and uh, uh, there's only f six students in every grade uh, on the university where I uh, where I teach, so there's few students and uh, mm, they are comparing each other with with each other, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, it, the, the best thing if you manage to create it is of course. People encourage them to have ambition, uh, not being afraid of failing, uh, and uh, push themselves. They have to push themselves also. It's great if you like you can, can create the kind of dynamics in the classroom that is like, come on now, we are we are we are onto something that is interesting. Let's uh, perform the best we can perform and uh, put in some energy in your work and take your work seriously. At the same time, take risks. And if you fail, no worries, you just try it next time again. Mm. That's one thing that, that Ruben's really good at, is allowing that space to happen. And that's what I experienced on this film working with him, was not being afraid to make mistakes. And I think that was one of the keys to the, 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 the way we worked together. I felt like I could just lose myself and not worry about hitting marks and, and making it perfect because the, the gems are really in the mistakes, they're hidden within the mistakes because they're, they're the moments that flesh out and become things and and um, and so that was, yeah, yeah, I think that's a very important thing to, to not be afraid to get in and lose yourself, work hard, go far as you can go and then take it even that much further, he pushes you even that much further so you're just like, you have to lose yourself and then you forget yourself and then you can actually be in the moment and, and, and really just a reactor rather than trying to do accomplish something. Right, and that's the whole primate metaphor is that we all have those tendencies of the primate but we're self-conscious whereas the primate is at peace, tippy, yeah. I think the, the monkey. And that self-consciousness right. comes from fear, comes from the fear of not doing something right or mm -hmm. not being liked or not being, not, not you know, Appeal, appealing to everyone, or being, you know, f friends, or, or doing it, you know, doing it right. So when you lose that, you just things start happening that you couldn't imagine, that you couldn't try to try to do. They just they just appear in front of you, and you just embrace them and run with it. <laughs> no, but I think it's one one thing that I also as a director, you are scared to not live up to the role that it's, it is expected from you. And I think that every day when I come to set, I are in like, you know, almost panic. Oh my God, this is being so bad. 
and the idea that I have here on the script, I thought it would be so good. But as soon as you set up the camera and you start shooting, then you feel like, how should I solve this, you know? And in the beginning of a career, then you are afraid to expose that. But when the more that you have worked, then you actually can be transparent and you can say, I don't know yet, but give me an example. Let's try. And you try out the scene. Oh, it's not in that way. And when you are transparent with it, then you can like find a solution of how to deal with the scene uh, and not be too obsessed with yourself playing a role of being a director. Because insecureness is something that is very important if you are a director because that's connected to your instrument. So when you feel it's not right, you know, but not right and it's still not right, but there it is. The only thing that you should be able to uh, do as a director is being true to your instrument. So in the moment when you find it, there it is. Uh, then, 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 you're, uh, then your profession is like, how do you say, that's what you're aiming for, to get that moment. And if you don't stay true to your instrument and just want to pretend that you are in control, you know, then, then you're losing uh, uh, the reason why you should be a director. So, so exposed when you don't know what to do uh, and lucky okay, and still you have to be in control of it. You're the one that is running the show, you know, so it can't be like there are 10 shifts. It have to be one shift, <laughs> but then give time to yourself and trying to figure out what is it that I don't want? What is it that I want? And when you find it, yeah, okay, here it is. Um, but yeah, so time on set is important to me. Mm. The same, same for an actor. Same exact process. You can't come in as an actor and go, "Well, I'm, a, I'm an actor, and this I know. I'm, I'm gonna, I, I know exactly what I'm gonna do, and this is, I'm gonna nail it." You know, the first take. You know, you gotta, you gotta know. Allow yourself to, to do it wrong and go, "No, that's not it. And, and let's try something different." Okay. Oh yes. Okay, and we're onto something here. Okay, I'm gonna lose. Boom, and then all of a sudden you just like, and you just, it starts like, it's like a, it's like a, a symphony. And all of a sudden the symphony comes together and you're like, whoa, and it comes up and you're like, it's happening and you just go, boom, allow it to continue to happen. This is working. We're in it. We're in it. We're in it. Let's just allow it to continue. Go, go. And then just the moments come and the moments start appearing in front of you. And then you just embrace them and you embrace the fear, what you call what we call it as actors. You take the fear and you go, I'm not gonna go, oh, I'm not supposed to be afraid, I'm an actor. And, you know, mm. No, you embrace the fear, you go, I'm afraid, I'm scared shitless right now and I'm gonna <laughs> take it and I'm gonna use it as fuel. Yeah. Do you think overconfidence is the mark of an amateur? Uh, no, I think it can be good sometimes, you know, that you are like, come on, we're going to create something that is historical. We're going to make a scene that is like really, really good. That is a good uh, ambition for me, but, 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 but you also have to allow yourself to struggle with the scene and, and be able to, you know, dare to stay in that struggle. And, and um, uh, I think that something that is important when it comes to like shooting, for example, I think time on set is something that is so important for me. Because otherwise, I, I could only cover up the script, you know, only shooting the script so we can maybe put this together in the editing room. But for me, it's like, okay, how do we create something unique to happen uh, on set in front of the cameras? And then you need time. So I think, I think that the young directors that are looking at this uh, double the amount of shooting days 
and then ask the producer to count on how we make this possible. Because very often it's about the structure, how we use the money on, on shooting. Uh, the, the films that I have made have been costing maybe 5 million euros was the square. And I said to the to producer, I want 70 shooting days. And then he has to calculate how to use the money so it makes it possible. So we actually have to be able to think out of the box and think out of the normal way of producing a movie in order to get the circumstances that we need to perform in a good way on, on the level that we want to perform. So think outside of the box. How do you create time on set if that is what you need? Um, um, yeah. And speaking of time, two and a half hour movie, I actually would have enjoyed a five hour movie Thank because you. I, was, I was lost <laughs> in the world of Christian. But how did you, and I don't want to use the word defend, but how did you keep that time with your distributors? Mm, when, after we won the Golden Palm, it was no problem at all. It was encouraged, <laughs> but yeah. before that. Uh, no, you know, I can, I can understand that they have a time slot in the cinemas that they have to deal with. And if you have a film that is over two hours, then you can't screen the film as many times on one night. Uh, so that is, of course, a practical problem. But for me, if I look at the, the, the greatest how do you say, experience I've had of cinema the last 10 years, all of the movies that, that, that was like that have been over three hours almost. It was uh, Blue is the Warmest Color, Lawrence Anyways, uh, Holy Motors, and all of them were like giving me a ride that is longer than two hours. So I could... I have to trust that also, you know, that, that and if we're going to push this show with this performance a little bit longer for the audience, they will also have a stronger impression afterwards.